What's good? What's good, guys? Welcome to J House Radio Podcast, and I'm one of your co-hosts, Los. And with me, as always, is AJ. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? I hope everybody's good. I know I'm good. Um, so, what have you been up to during the past two weeks, brother? Uh, well, my son just went to school for the first time uh, just a few days ago. Um, for some people who may not know, my son is deaf. So he went to one of the best uh, deaf schools in New Jersey, and I'm pretty excited. Uh, um, yeah. Can I ask you a question first? Sure. Is he completely deaf, or does he need uh, does he use hearing aids? Uh, he's 100% deaf. Uh, okay. He was, he was born deaf. He uses something called the cochlear implant. Oh, he has the implant? Yeah, uh, both ears. And he signs, I sign, uh, and my daughter, she signs too, just a little bit, but she's learning. And I was a little nervous, you know, about him, you know, starting school and being away from us and getting on the bus by himself. But he hopped on the bus first day. He was like, bye. And he was he was out. Like, I, I was expecting him to cry and start cast, having like a temper tantrum and everything like that. But he handled it like a G. As you tell the story, I'm not surprised because that's very much how you are. You're, you're usually <laughs> no, seriously, like you're usually nervous five minutes before. But once you're in it, you're in it and, you're and in you, it. Just yeah. you just focus. You just focus. So. Honestly, with your son, I'm not surprised. Yeah, you know? pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to, man. You know, just you know, just getting him ready for that, and you know, congrats to, to him, by the way. Oh yeah, big ups, big ups. Um, and what about you? What have you been up to? What's new? Um, uh, a bunch of different things. Um, I've um had a DJ a couple of school um dances. Um, okay. I'm about to do uh, an outdoor festival for one of the schools. Their fun day. Um, I have a couple things set up for Special Olympics. I volunteer for Special Olympics. Awesome. Uh, uh, yeah, Special Olympics was was um was actually hard to get used to at first. Most people aren't um exposed to um other other capable athletes or other capable people. You know, uh, they very much stay away from them. They don't understand them and things like that. And what people don't seem to understand is they're people too. They they might understand things a little different. It might have problems with sound or whatever, but they're just people, you know. Exactly. And uh, and, and uh, once you learn that, everything's fine, you know. Um, and it, what's really funny is a lot of the a lot of the athletes like they know me, mm-hmm. and they all joke around and call me Maui because I look like Maui. <laughs> the so Maui they bother thing me. Never fails, man. Yo, it never fails. It never <laughs> fails. Let me wow. tell you something how bad it is, right? So uh, I work at a school, as most people know. Uh, I do security. And so I'm outside uh, and I, you know, I take care of traffic, make sure cars, cars don't double park. You know, I stop traffic if parents are crossing and, you know, I stop traffic for school buses, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So one of the parents uh, is helping his daughter into the car and he looks at her, he looks at her book bag because it's a Maui book bag. <laughs> And that day I happened to have my hair loose. He looks at the book bag. He looks at me and he goes, hey, Maui. (laughs) And I turn around. I'm like, what's up? And he goes, so you're the Maui my daughter talks about. And I'm like, yeah, why? He goes, oh, no. She always says, Maui works in my school. And he's always always joking with us. And he takes care of us. Yeah, yeah. So I have a couple parents calling me Maui now. So that just doesn't escape. 
we're going to try something totally different at the beginning of our shows now just to kind of get you guys a little more in tone with us and what we do. We're going to call this PWL, what we're playing, what we're watching, and what we're listening to uh, every time we record the episode. Um, we're going to start off with you, Los. What are you playing as far as games or anything like that? What are you watching as far as TV or movies? And what are you listening to as far as music? Um, I'll do it in that order. What am I playing? I'm playing God of War uh, Remastered. Awesome um, game. Awesome game. I, I really don't get a chance to play very much because I have a really crazy busy schedule. I get maybe 10 or 15 minutes a week. Um, mm. But this weekend... The girlfriend's out doing a, a Special Olympics event, and I'm not. So I'm literally going to spend my Saturday just playing God of War, like, the whole day. Wow. I, <laughs> oh, you're kidding me? And I'm up to I'm up to the, the, the first big boss. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, I'm dying to play this thing. So uh, playing is God of War. Um, watching uh, TV's a little weird for me. Um because all the stuff that I normally watch either got canceled or I'm waiting for a new season. So there's nothing really, really new I'm watching. I'm kind of rewatching some old TV shows. Like one of them is The Expanse on uh, oh, okay. on Amazon Prime, which we're going to talk about a little later. And okay. listening to, uh, as a DJ, I kind of listen to everything. Okay. Um, but I, I, can, I, I just want to say one thing that I, that I hate. Um, Old Town Road. I hate Old that. Old Town song. Road. Who is that by? Oh, the uh, Billy Ray Cyrus and the other guy. Oh, I I haven't listened to any Billy Ray Cyrus stuff. <laughs> no, no, dude, it's a hip hop country song. Really? It's you haven't? Listened... I might have to check that out, <laughs> dude. Literally, play it right now. The first twenty seconds is gonna be like, nope. <laughs> let let me give you. Find let me get, uh, let me tell you how bad it is. The first the first verse is I got horses to my right. I got horses to oh my left. Oh my god. Are you I serious? Sw- oh yeah. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like an amazing way to start off a hip hop country song, honestly, if you really think about it. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to listen to the whole thing after the show. Just, <laughs> Bro, I just hate to see this what song. they're talking about. I hate this song. I do want to say one other thing. I'm starting to like Cardi B a lot more. Oh my god, you too? Why? You know what it do you know what it is about her? Um she has something that a lot of the male rappers don't have. And that's rhythm, timing and speed, you know? Where um okay. a lot of hip hop today just sounds the same, you know? It's like uh I'm going to ride on my scooter. Scoot, scoot, scoot. I'm going to go push off the way. Scoot, scoot. <laughs> I'm gonna hop off the curb, scoop, scoop. I'm curbing oh it like you don't know, but yeah, it's like I'm curbing and sailing and riding, scoop, scoop. You know, it's just like <laughs> it all sounds the same. Oh man, that's gonna go viral. I swear, that's gonna go. <laughs> Bro, viral. If it would, I would do the whole song. <laughs> Maui raps. <laughs> that's what we're gonna call it. Exactly. That's hilarious. All right. So, what are you playing, watching, and listening to? All right. Uh, what am I playing? Um, I'm currently playing Division Two on PS4. Um, it's a military-based game, basically, um, from the Tom Clancy series. It's okay. a pretty good game. So on it's what a platform? Game. On what platform? Um, I'm playing it on PS4 right now. Okay. So yeah, it's pretty fun. 
Uh, what I'm watching, I just discovered the the haunting of Hill House. Man, that's that, that show is, is scary good. as hell. Scary as hell. Oh my god, that show is so good. I, I feel. Have, I feel have you finished naughty. watching? Have you finished watching the whole thing? No, I'm on episode four or five right now. Um, then I'm, you know what? I can't talk about it because every episode there's a spoiler. Every episode there's a twist. Yeah. But when you see the ending, your jaw's gonna hit the floor. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying so hard not to binge it too much because I don't want it to be done, <laughs> you know. Um, but man, so far it's really freaking good. I feel actually naughty for the fact that I waited so long to watch it because I've just been watching so many shows, man, and there's so many good shows out there. But I finally got into it, and it's freaking amazing. Once I finish watching it, we're gonna have a show. We're gonna have an episode where we talk about it. Um, yes. What I'm listening to, um, I don't listen to, as you already know, I don't listen to a lot of new stuff. I listen to a lot of old stuff. I, I just keep going back to the old stuff. Um, I'm currently listening to a lot of Nirvana right now. Um, Hell yeah. I freaking love Nirvana. They're, they're just amazing. Um, I first started really getting into the music when I played Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero is one of my favorite games of all time. And I just love Nirvana, man. They, they have an amazing sound. I, I just want to say one thing. I can't play... Like Guitar Hero or the Rock Band Hero one, I can't play it. Really? Oh, it's so freaking Here's the thing, fun, man. Like, I actually play the bass terribly, but I play the bass. Yeah. So when I play it, you know, and I'm looking at it, I'm actually trying to look for the note so my fingers don't stay on the buttons. <laughs> so I can't yeah, play it. Yeah, that's, that's like walking while you're looking down at your feet. Like, it's just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I've played drums enough in a studio so an engineer can tune it, but I'm not a drum player. I yeah. don't play drums. And I can't get used to the kick being one of the pads. Like, that throws me off. Oh, yeah, that does sound pretty weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's just weird. But it, it, I, I enjoy watching other people play it. Oh, I, I used to play Guitar Hill like crazy with Kelly back in the day, back in college. Damn, yeah, there yeah. you're going way back. I'm going way back. Shouts out to Kelly if you're listening. Um, but yeah, I played that game on almost, almost the hardest difficulty I played that game on. Like that's how pretty good I was at it. So, um, but yeah, that's our PWL. We're going to try that at the beginning of each episode. If we have anything new to add to our PWLs, I'm also going to add something a little different called a random fact at the beginning of each, of each show. I'm I'm just going to give a random fact about anything. Like it could be anything. So my random fact this week is only 2% of of the Earth's population has green eyes naturally. I don't know. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yes, but did you also know that they figure green eyes will be near extinct in a hundred years? Wow! Really? Yeah. Yep. There we go, guys. Two random facts. <laughs> That's pretty interesting, though. It's pretty interesting. Well, you know, um, the biggest uh, population with green eyes is Ireland. Oh yeah, true. And you know the number of people compared to the number of people in the world, you know, it, it, it kind of makes sense. And the world is getting smaller and smaller and people are, 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 you know, intermixing. I don't think I know. I don't think I know anybody with green eyes. Do you? Uh, yeah. I know one or two people with green eyes. Wow. Uh, I've yeah. dated, I've dated one or two people with green eyes. Really? <laughs> yeah. But do you know wow. what creeps me out? Blue eyes. Yeah. Blue eyes are, I don't know why. I feel like I'll be okay with green eyes. But when I see blue eyes, I feel like 
your eyes should not be that color. <laughs> it's I don't more know why. than that. It, I guess there, I guess I've seen too many like horror movies or whatever as a kid. To me, like the possessed people have blue eyes. Yeah, you know, it's all exactly. White. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh man. All right, so yeah, we're going to start off with uh, one of our news topics. Uh, the next Batman film, Robert Pattinson, uh, the previous Twilight star, Edward, is going to play Bruce Wayne. And on social media, all over, people are, some people are not that crazy about that, man. How do you feel yeah. about that? I won't watch it if he's in it. Really? <laughs> okay, let's start with, with a couple things. One, he always looks like he's, he's, He's he just smelled a fart, you know. <laughs> He's got that expression on his face. Okay. I thought I was the only one. I thought I was the only one. Oh my two, god, you're right. Two. He's not American. What is he? What is his nationality? He's British, I think. Well, you know what? Let, let me confirm that. Maybe I just yeah. think he's not American because, you know, uh, just because of he, how he. No, because he looks British to me. You know. Okay. Well, and the other thing is too is I don't think he has the acting chops. I don't think he has the gravitas. Yes, he's English. He's born in London, England. Um, wow. I don't think I don't think he has the screen presence. He doesn't have the right build. Um, you know, I mean, like he plus he looks stoned half the times too. Yeah, I don't like his face. I, I just personally, I don't like his face. No, and no. that's one of the reasons why when they said that he was going to be Batman, I was like, I, I, I can't. I, I, I just can't see it. It doesn't matter how he, like he he can go in there and probably kill it. But I just can't take his face seriously to be Bruce Wayne. I just don't like him. And if look at his, if you look at his filmography, right? Um, like, there's nothing in there that screams Batman. I mean, I was on Twitter, Twitter the other day, and I meant to take down his information. I should have, but I forgot. But they actually posted a few of his films that he previously did. They were saying that if you if you don't agree with him being Batman, they said watch these films. And you'll understand why. I should have I should have took a screenshot of that, but I didn't. So I might go back and just look at some of his films over the next few months and just kind of get an idea of like what he's been doing. Because the only thing I've ever seen him do is Twilight. I didn't really watch any of his other movies. So I'm just basically going off of that, which is probably not fair. And the thing is, too, when you look at him, you don't think Batman. You don't even think Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Hell, I don't even think Robin when I look at him. I just don't like him. I, I I just I think he's a fucking. He's just not Batman. He doesn't scream Batman to me. To me, the the definitive Batman is Kevin Conroy, the one from the animated, the, the animated Batman. Oh yeah, oh you yeah. know of course when that you, is when you think of that, that's what you see. <laughs> and not only that, he has played Batman longer than any other actor, because the uh, all the Arkham games would not be the same without him. Oh my god, the Arkham games are so classic. So man, if you have a PS4. Anybody, you got to get Batman Arkham Asylum, one of the best PlayStation games of all time. I played it on. I played it on the 360. I love it. That that is amazing. That is the game I keep replaying. I'm actually thinking about going back to play it again. (laughs) I've replayed all three of them at least three times each. Really? Yeah, mind you, I fly through them now, but like you know, uh, each time I play it, I played a little different. You know. Yeah, I love those games. And, like, during that time that that game came out, it, it really changed how I looked at comic book games. Because the thing is, a lot of comic book games weren't really that good at all. You know, the, a lot of them were pretty bad. And that really changed how I looked at comic book games. 
I really did. Have you ever? Well, what's even worse are the movie the movie games. Oh yeah, let's not even get started on that one. <laughs> have you played the Captain America one? They have a Captain America. The first movie Avenger. Game? Yeah, the Captain America, the first Avenger. What? I saw it. I went to um. Oh, what the hell's GameStop? And I saw it on the clearance, and it was like five bucks. And I played it, and it it just felt like a game for someone who was like ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably that's probably who they made it for too. <laughs> you know, um, at first wow. I was like, "Yay, Captain America!" Then I started playing it. I was just like, "Oh, whatever. Can I just get through this? I want to see what the end is like." Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, it it just wasn't that great. Yeah. To, to tell you the truth. Yeah, so I mean, we're we're looking at the Batman to be coming out June twenty twenty one. They're going to try to have a throwback feel to it. It's going to be based off the nineties, as far as the storyline is concerned. That's all we know. And I don't know if it's really 100% confirmed yet, but Penguin and Catwoman are supposed to be the villains. Oh, look, a retread of Batman 2. Exactly. That's exactly what I thought about. And I was a little upset about that. Like, I don't want to see a retread of Batman 2. I want to see new villains. You know, hell, I mean, all right, they got a Joker movie coming out. That's fine. Give me Batman has such a wide variety of villains. You know, like, like, give me fucking the croc. Uh, give me, I don't know. Just give me somebody else. I want to see Clayface. Clayface, that would be freaking awesome. You Amazing. Can make an entire, you can make an entire movie out of that. Entire yeah, movie. out of Clayface. You can actually make Clayface run through all three movies. Like, if it's a trilogy. Yeah. Because he can, the first one, Batman thinks he killed him or thinks he died. Yeah, You know, at the end, you see him come back as Clayface. And the second one, he does a couple things behind the scenes, helping the main villain. And on the third one, Batman figures out it's actually him and he goes after him. I would love to see Clayface. All right, so we're going to jump into our next topic, uh, our next news topic. Mortal Kombat is getting a reboot. One of my favorite video game franchises of all time, Mortal Kombat. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Um, I thought the first Mortal Kombat film was a good was a good bad movie if that makes sense um um yeah. i actually think it's a good movie because it it's perfect for the time it was released in oh yeah you know um as it's aged some of it hasn't aged well but i yeah. think it's a good movie it follows a story and there are certain moments in it that really scream the video game like when reptile shows up and you reptile. hear, oh, yeah, I, you hear. I love reptile. that scene. Oh, that's <laughs> fucking awesome. I love that scene. <laughs> you know, but then you have the part two, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And you're like, oh, my God, it's terrible. <laughs> and, and, and what's even funnier is like all these, all these, uh, the, the special effects look like they came out of a PlayStation 1. <laughs> Not even a PlayStation 2. And... And what's the oh. worst part about it is they had almost three times more money than the original Mortal Kombat movie. Really? Yes. Yes. From looking at that, you would think the original one had more money because I was like, oh, my God, these special effects are horrible. And they picked the wrong actors for half the parts. The acting was terrible. But like across the board, I don't think anybody in that film kind of carried it. Nobody. They didn't bring back the guy who played Johnny Cage. Uh, the only person they did bring, I think, Katana. Yeah. Like Raiden was changed. Like, they, they changed all the characters. It was, it was bad. 
I was just looking at this like, oh why did you make this film? No, I mean, I can understand why they made the film, but why did they pick that script and why did they pick those actors? I'm really looking forward to the reboot. I've wanted a Mortal Kombat reboot for so long. For me, the Mortal Kombat reboot that I wanted to see was Mortal Kombat Rebirth. It was oh, the made TV in, series, yeah. Yeah, it was made in 2010, and it had Mr. I Can Beat Bruce Lee, um, Malcolm Jaleel White or July White. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Or Malcolm J. White. Oh, you know? Michael. Michael J. White. There it is. Yeah, Michael J. White. He was in The Dark Knight, you know, as a gangster, and I thought that, was, that wasn't that was him. Yeah, I, a, he, I didn't like that. It's not that. It's just this is not a role for him. Like he did Spawn, and I I, I felt sorry for him in Spawn. I just really? kind of felt yeah, I felt like he he um he was given really bad material. But then you look at him in Black Dynamite, and he was fucking awesome. Dynamite, dynamite. Let me tell you that Black Dynamite movie, like um, it kind of parodied and copied all the seventies black exploitation films. Yeah, but it did it so perfectly, like perfectly. Everything from the visible stunt double changes to the, you know, to the dummies being slammed across the table to like the film skipping and you lose frames and scenes to the audio unsyncing to the jump to conclusion bits. There's a scene in Black Dynamite, right, where it's something like, oh, the only clue we have is like, um. I don't remember what it is exactly, but it's something like only clue we have is the fact that there's a business card with an Apollo symbol on it. And then eight guys start talking about all these like, you know, because there's certain people who who are like conspiracy buffs. So they're like, you know, the man did this and blah, blah, blah. And all the way around these eight people say all these different conspiracies that have nothing to do with each other. And then Mm -hmm. Black Dynamite goes, that's right. You know, um. (laughs) so-and-so did this and because of this history they're at 123 j street let's go get them and i was like what but i was dying (laughs) of laughter making no sense whatsoever you know what but the thing is i seen all the blacks like i've seen a lot of black exploitation films you know because they would be on tv or, or like you know i'd watch them with my friends you know in film school so uh it was awesome it was awesome to watch it and culturally, it was it was a you know the first time a minority group said, "Hey, listen, we don't need Hollywood. We can make our own." And they, you know, it was where you get Shaft from because it's one of the black exploitation films. Yeah. You know, oh, he was awesome in Black Dynamite. I'm gonna have to check that out. It, I, I watched the trailer and it, it looks pretty hilarious. I'm gonna have to oh. add that to my list of movies to watch. It is fucking great. But the actor Michael J. White is kind of an asshole. Listen, Why you say he, that? He, he's a little conceited, okay? And, you know, anyone who's that high, that built, the amount of martial arts training he has, you're going to be a little conceited. But he's also kind of an asshole because mm. he turned around and says, I could kick Bruce Lee's ass. Oh, man. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I have the clip. And I'm going to okay, play it for check you. That out. Let's, let's check this out. Bruce Lee would be no match for me. The person is saying you could beat Bruce Lee. Really? Bruce, Bruce Lee's 132 pounds. I outweigh him by 100 pounds. He could, he could, he, oh, size matters, baby. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, size matters a great deal. But um, um, no, I'm, I, that slipped out. But it's, it, no, but yeah, size matters a great deal. That's. See what I mean? He's an asshole. 
Wow. For you to sit here and say that, come on. Now, let me explain something to you. Mike Tyson in his prime said, I could not beat Bruce Lee. He goes, he goes, I'll definitely get a couple of shots in. He goes, but in the end, the man's an excellent fighter, exquisite, knows what he's doing, is fast and is mobile and would beat me. Mike Tyson in his prime said this. Wow. Yeah. I mean, for him to say that, if you're joking around, all right, fine, you could joke around. But to but to say it and say, hey, listen, I can actually beat him. It's kind of unfair, especially for the simple fact that the man is not even here to defend himself, in my opinion. So, and a lot of people who have respect for Bruce Lee, I know would probably take offense to that, honestly. Yeah, you know, Michael J. White is an awesome fighter. But to sit here and say that you can beat Bruce Lee, probably the greatest fighter of all time. That's a really bold statement, especially being that you haven't. I mean, who do we know that he fought that might even kind of be close to the level of Bruce Lee? Nobody. Chuck Norris, when he was the karate champion of um, uh, America and someplace in two or three other you know, regions and areas, yeah. said that Bruce Lee is the best fighter pound for pound he's ever seen trained with because because guess what bruce lee trained chuck norris a little bit okay that he's ever seen or no tayamak the guy who played uh bruce leroy from barry oh, gordy's yeah. last dragon yeah <laughs> like he even commented on it ernie reyes people who don't know ernie reyes he was the little asian kid from uh the last dragon he also played oh, wow yeah, yeah he also played i think it was Raphael or donatello in the original Ninja Turtles movie. And here's the thing. Most people think of Bruce Lee and they're like, oh, yeah, the movie star Bruce Lee, you know, who had to slow down his punches and kicks for the camera. He was faster than 24 frames a second. There was this one guy, because Bruce Lee used to show off his one-inch punch in all these uh, martial arts demonstrations. And there was one guy who says, that is bullshit. I don't believe it. You can't be knocked down from a one-inch punch. So Bruce was like, come here. If you don't believe it, stand in front of me. He, mm. And he told he told random people, catch him when he falls. <laughs> so the guy stands there and he goes, oh, I bet you I could even stop it before he comes. And Bruce is like, okay, really? Boom. The guy literally like flew. People caught him. And then Bruce was like, you believe me now? That's one thing that I love about bruce lee so much it's not just his fighting style not just what he can do you know for the martial arts you know community but just him as a person like i watch a lot of documentaries on bruce lee just the way he thinks the way he talks the way he looks at life like i really idolize that guy i really do like he's he seems like an amazing just person the thing i admire most about bruce lee and the one thing people forget is he uh he dealt with a lot of racism you know where they were like oh china man this that, and the other thing you know like oh yeah go build a railroad you know i mean he he to get any respect whatsoever in films and movies got to go back to china to to do movies you know um and that's the one thing about him that that um i admire 
But yeah, we're going to get our Mortal Kombat reboot in March 5th, 2021. It's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. Um, James Wan is going to be producing, and I love him as a filmmaker. So our last news topic is going to be Xbox and PlayStation uh, teaming up. Over the past few years, everybody knows the Xbox and PlayStation have been going neck and neck. PlayStation pretty much won the last cycle. I think they sold almost 100 million PlayStation 4s. Um, since it launched, and I think Xbox only sold about maybe half of that. Yeah. So they're going to be teaming up for the next cycle of consoles. Uh, PlayStation is going to be using Microsoft's Azure Cloud platform for its upcoming console. Since both are kind of diving into the cloud streaming market right now, which is pretty much the future of gaming at this point, I think it's really interesting that they're teaming up, especially being that they've kind of been at each other's neck over the past few years. Sometimes you got to, you know, befriend your enemy if you want to win. So um, the bottom it's not even befriending an enemy. It's just the bottom line is money. You know, um, oh, they yeah. can sell uh, they can sell more consoles. They can sell more games if they team up and it makes perfect sense. I've always been an Xbox person, except for this last or uh, except the Xbox one. Um, I was going to get an Xbox one, but then um and I'm always late to adapt any game platform because I kind of feel like I still have that old school way of thinking where I'm like, I'll let the bugs get worked out first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then my girl bought me a, a PS, uh, a PS4. And I was like, wow, this is so much better than the Xbox one. Cause I've played the Xbox one in other, in other, uh, other people's houses. Yeah. And, and the PS4 is just, I mean, I still think the controllers are too small. Um, but oh, yeah. Uh, I really like. I was like amazed at how how smooth it is, how good it is, and how little glitches. Like there's so there's almost little to no glitches. The PS3, every time I've played, and and the Xbox 360, there were so many glitches that would happen constantly. But the PS4, like I think I've only had one. Yeah, the main thing is now also this generation compared to maybe the PS3, PS2 generation or before, is that. You know, you're always connected to the internet. Well, if you have internet, but pretty much everybody has internet at this point. You're always connected to the internet. And that's one thing that helps games not have so many glitches is that game companies are constantly throwing out patches, throwing out updates to fix certain glitches and things like that in games. And I think not just cloud gaming, but that's where, you know, gaming from the cloud is also going to help because you, you're constantly getting these updates. Every game that comes out now is almost always connected to the internet. Yeah. So, and that's going to help the gaming experience. And like you said, it's going to help both companies. You know, it's not like they're teaming up to make a game together, Microsoft and Sony. They're just, it's almost as, as if like, let's say I'm PlayStation and you're Microsoft. I'm saying, hey, can I rent out your room since your room is better than mine and I can do more stuff in that room. So I just want to live here, you know? So it's, it's kind of like that. They're renting out their service to Sony and I'm sure Microsoft is getting something in return as well. But at the end of the day, they're still competitors. You know, they're still going to compete. They're still going to try to outdo each other because, like you said, it's business. They got to make money. Yeah. You know, but this, in turn, is is good for gamers. It's good for content creators. It's good for game developers because it gives them more options. And competition is definitely going to bring out the best in both of them. Yes. And one thing I'm looking forward to going into the next generation is that Microsoft is going to have more competition than they did with the, with the PS3 and on uh, 360 era. Because now they got Nintendo to worry about, you know. I think Nintendo is really starting to catch up 
in the gaming market, the Wii wasn't that great, but the Switch is amazing. I think in Japan, I believe the Switch sold more than the PS4 and the Xbox. Mobile gaming is more popular there, but even in the US, you know, the Switch is still doing amazing. So, and Sony has competition. They're going to have competition from Nintendo. They're going to have competition from Microsoft or whatever they do. And let's not forget Google is coming out with Stadia. They're going to be doing their, you know, their streaming platform. So it's going to be really interesting to see how all these companies do with all this competition. Who's going to come out on top next generation is going to be interesting. Do you really think opinion. that the Switch and the PS4 are, on, are really competing against each other? Because I don't really feel they are. I've always thought that Nintendo has been the company that just did their thing. Let's say it's, um, Xbox and PlayStation and Google are having a food fight. Nintendo will sit over there and just watch everybody have their food fight while they eat their food. Nintendo has always done their own thing, like always over over all the years, and yeah. that's and that's made them pretty successful. They don't they don't try to compete to have the most powerful console to have the greatest graphics because they've never been known for that. They're known for their franchises. They're known for their innovations and they find success. You know, it's something that they do and they stick to it. For me, I think Nintendo's secret to success is their gameplay. Um, because it's like, if you look at Mario brothers, they literally like within the, it takes one round for you to learn everything there is about that game. Oh yeah. You know, and it's not, it's a tutorial, but it's not a tutorial. That's what I think, Nintendo's secret of success is they they made gameplay simple enough uh, that everyone has access to it or everyone can do it in theory, uh, but 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 enjoyable enough that everyone enjoys it and complicated enough that you don't get bored. I think that the secret to Nintendo's success is their gameplay. You know, yeah. I think they they're awesome for that. Yeah, I love Nintendo. I, I've I think Nintendo was my first console, I believe. So it's. Nintendo's not going anywhere, honestly. I, I think the fight is going to constantly be between Microsoft and Xbox, and maybe Stadia, depending on what they're doing. And Nintendo is just going to be chilling. They're going to do their thing. They don't. They don't have to compete because they have their audience, they have their following, and they're not going anywhere. Yeah, I agree. That's it. All right, so we're going to jump into our show topics. I'm going to let you start off with your topic for right now. Well, I wanted to talk about um, how the movie industry has changed. And it's gone from um, a Hollywood in the movie theaters only type thing to now um, uh, movies and TV have now have options. Netflix, Amazon, Vudu, Hulu. Like there are options out there for for you to watch. And Amazon Prime, um, you know, is kind of behind everybody in the sense of in creating original content or having shows. But... Um, if you've never used it, they have this awesome feature called X-Ray where okay. you're watching a scene, uh, you move your mouse over it or you click on it or you pause it and it literally shows you the actors in the scene. So you can click yeah. on an actor. It'll summarize, give them a, a little micro bio. It'll show you other movies they're in uh, and you can click and watch those movies and add it to your queue and you can see other things that they're in. You know, how many times have you watched uh, a film and you're like, oh, who's the actor or actress who played this? And then you Almost literally... all the time, yeah. <laughs> and in X-Ray, boom, there it is. That's interesting. I, I never knew they had that. I mean, I use uh, the Amazon service for a film, I mean, for like their TV shows and stuff like a long time ago. So I haven't used it recently. Do you have Amazon Prime? 
No, not at the moment. I just started using Amazon Prime Video this year. Like I had Amazon Prime for years, you mm-hmm. know, and um, and one day I was like, hey, I wonder if with the video part is included. And I clicked on it and it was and I started watching shows and other things. Mm-hmm. And I was literally blown away of the quality because the quality is so much better than Netflix, the CBS streaming. The really? Hulu. Oh, yeah. It's better so than much Netflix. Better than Netflix. Wow. That's... Better than Netflix. That's impressive. I might have to jump back into that pretty soon. <laughs> and, and the other thing about it that I truly enjoy is um, the most commercial you get is in between episodes, and it's a trailer for another show. That's See, it. Me, I don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind a small commercial, especially if it's for something that's a show that's already within the platform, because it kind of brought into horizons. Because on on Hulu. That's how I found so many shows that I watch now. I like they'll show commercials that you might see on TV, but they also show commercials for some of their shows on Hulu. And I'm like, wow, that's interesting. And there's been so many shows that I started watching because of that, you know? Yeah. So I think more, I think Netflix should probably think about doing that too, honestly. Uh, Netflix should. I mean, well, Netflix is experimenting with putting trailers in between shows and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the Netflix service, but I really hate their interface because i kind of feel like every time you jump into it i feel like they show you the same selections over and over again yeah you know they're like sci-fi shows and they show you a list of let's say 20 sci-fi shows then they go um scientific shows and they show you the same 20 20 movies (laughs) i feel the same way because sometimes i want to jump in there and say you know what show me something different show me something interesting because there's a lot of times i'll go on netflix and i'm like "Eh, there's not there's nothing to watch but I'll go on Hulu, and I'm like, wow, like that's interesting. Because like you said, they have the commercials. And I feel like Hulu and the other platforms have more of a more of a variety that's more diverse compared to Netflix. I feel like a lot of the stuff on Netflix seems like it falls under the same kind of niche, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. But you know one thing, though? It's like I try to watch Hulu as, le- as least as possible because the commercials really piss me off. Yo, I'm paying for the service. Why are you showing me commercials? <laughs> No, not even just that. Why are you showing me so many commercials? That's the yeah. problem. They because keep, I, it, it's they have because, the old television format. That format is dying. Yeah, it, it needs to. They they need to shorten it because I, I think I was watching Empire and like literally, I felt like I was getting a commercial every five minutes, and each commercial was like ninety seconds long. Yeah, and it's it's like just break it down to like maybe one or two little ads, and I'll be fine. But don't come in here and give me like a full like twenty ads with with every commercial break. That like that's really annoying. You hey, know, just char- slow it down a little bit. The way I look at it, charge me a little more money, okay? I don't want the fucking commercials. Well, actually, they do have that option with Hulu. I, I don't know if you knew that. No, they I'm gonna I'm gonna look into it. I'm gonna pay for it. Screw that. Yeah, they have the option to uh to have no commercials at all listen i paid so. for youtube premium and that was the best that's the best money spent absolutely really? best money spent yeah no commercials everything comes up clean everything comes up fast um because at work whenever i have to watch a youtube video there's commercials and i feel like the quality isn't as good as when i'm home and at work we have like a very huge pipe you know out to the internet and here i'm dealing with you know not so big but i have awesome awesome quality on youtube 
Yeah, I YouTube has amazing quality. I think I think you can stream in 4K. I think something like that, maybe. Uh, yeah, no, that they don't actually give you a 4K stream, but that's that's uh, neither here nor there. It's just really interesting where we're going with this whole streaming market. Like everything is just streaming. Everything is going into the cloud. You know, we have gaming, film, like everything is streaming, and it's interesting that we're going that route. But part of me is still a little worried about us going that route because I'm just. Like I said in previous episodes, I'm just worried that if America's infrastructure is ready for that, you know, are we ready to be stream everything, gaming, film, TV shows? Like, are we ready for that yet? You know, I I just don't know if we're really 100% ready to head that direction. We're slowly getting there, but I feel like a lot of us who are in the content creation space, you know, who are making all these TV shows and these games and stuff like that. I feel like they're trying to push it faster than we're ready, you know, to, to actually be there. Well, the so. thing is, now you have independent filmmakers. Uh, like, here's the thing. In the 90s, when you made a movie, if you did it on the cheap, you did it on 16 millimeter. So now you have a film camera. And now it's costing you, if you're using reversal film, which is which is essentially film is kind of done like a slide, where what you shoot in the can is not a negative, it's what you have. So you're paying $100, right, for a three-minute, 100-foot reel, but you can only use maybe a minute if you shoot, use a four-to-one ratio. You need audio equipment. You need a huge crew, and then you got to transfer to video, and then you edit on video, and then, you know, it just became this huge expensive thing, and then you got to sit there and now retransfer the whole thing back to 35-millimeter, um... At the cost of sixteen thousand dollars per copy, and now you got to try to put it in theaters, and you're investing and in, and in, in try to sell it to another uh, a Hollywood studio or an independent studio, and the filmmakers get screwed in the end. Where now you can make a movie on your phone, edit on your phone, post it on YouTube, and have the possibility of having millions of views. So yeah. streaming is good for that. It's amazing for that. But now it's gone to the point where we're too saturated with a lot of bad videos on YouTube for no reason. Yeah. There's a, there's actually a website and uh, that I've, it's been years, uh, about a year since I've seen it, that literally is called something like, uh, you know, why is this there or why did you post that? And it, all it shows is these really random, ugly, nasty YouTube videos that make no sense. Our last show topic for the night, and um, this one kind of jumps into a serious topic of our environment, and it's the plastic issue that we're having right now. Um, I have a resource from weatherchannel.com by um, Pam Wright. She, she's talking about how, and I quote, 10% of the oxygen we breathe comes from a particular bacteria only found in the ocean. Chemicals leaching from plastic pollution interferes with growth, ocean production of the bacteria. Um, So, yeah, overall, it's pretty much saying that our air is pretty much getting poisoned at this point. I I think they said within the next few years, I think maybe 10, 15 years, that 20% of our air pollution is going to be um, poisoned, basically. And that's a little scary, honestly. It should be scary. It should be scary. Do you know there is, I think it's in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, there is 
essentially a huge mountain of plastic that has gathered. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, plastic, most plastic can be recycled. Like, literally, if we would go there and take all that plastic out or, like, you know, mine, for the lack of a better word, all that plastic, we can recycle and turn it into other things. Yeah. You know, J- Jason Momoa um, actually started a water company in cans. And he uh, he actually shaved his beard off for the to help promote it. And he goes, the reason why my water is in cans is because in 90 days, this can can be a can again. He goes, Hmm. if you recycle it, you can help save the earth. And all it takes is one little bit of water and putting it in the recycling bin as opposed to your trash can. Yeah. Even like plastic bags you find at like the grocery store. Those could those can be recycled, too. You know, and yeah. a lot a lot of people don't know that. That's why when you go to some recycling, I mean, that's why when you go to the grocery store, a lot of them sell those like uh, those paper bags and things like that to reuse. I use them. Yeah, I'm actually starting them. to use that. You know, and I never thought about that. I never thought about how plastic was affecting our environment. And ever since I found that out, I started using them. I have a bunch of those bags in my car. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's really it's really scary to know how that is affecting our environment right now and actually i found another quote on here um pam also speaking of she's saying plastic uh plastics are expected to outweigh fish in the ocean by 2050 the um it has been estimated that plastic pollution causes 13 billion dollars in economic damage to marine ecosystem each year that's insane listen you want to find out how bad it is um whales have actually changed the pitch of their song uh, of their of their voice to be higher pitched because from all the boats traveling on the ocean yeah it's such a low rumble that within the past 50 years whales to communicate have now had to start you know doing their songs and their calls in a higher pitch so they can be heard by heard by other other mammals wow yeah um humans affect the earth in ways they don't realize you know native americans talked about you think things are infinite they are not infinite mother earth can only give you so much and they're right a lot of us don't take care of where we live because a lot of us might not have the knowledge of what's going on we might not really understand i mean me i didn't pay attention to plastics like that until recently i did not know how much it was affecting everything, you know? And now I try to recycle as much as I can. I try to become more conscious, you know, of our environment. And I think we, a lot of us need to become more conscious of it. And we need to try to share that more so that, so that way more people can contribute, you know? Yeah. And think about plastics come from petroleum, right? Yeah. Well, petroleum is going to be gone pretty soon, you know? So what are we going to use? Yeah. And now you look at lumber. Lumber is... um if you don't know anything about lumber, let me explain. There's something called old growth, and then now there's the current wood that we use, which is uh, young growth. So um, I had a beam replaced in my house, and you remember the rings on a tree? It shows you how long, how many years it's been growing. Yeah. Literally, in the beam that we took out, there were so many rings. It was so many that I was, I've never seen before. And then I looked at a piece of lumber that I have, and it had like five or six rings on it. And I was like, wow, we have changed so much in 100 years that you cannot find old growth trees anymore. When they were talking about uh, uh, Notre Dame, rebuilding it, that they literally said there is no more old growth trees 
in France. So we can't rebuild it. We're going to have to go to other countries and hope we can find an old growth tree so we can start rebuilding it. They may have to rebuild Notre Dame in other materials other than wood. So it will not be an exact replica of the, the, it being rebuilt. That is how bad we fucked up this earth. People don't care because they were never taught to care. And it's easier to throw that plastic in the garbage. It's easier not to recycle as opposed to spending the five minutes of putting it in a separate bag. Five seconds. And people don't want to spend those five seconds. It's, it's sad. It's sad. And it's not you and I who are going to pay for it. It's our kids, our grandkids. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like you said, it's, it's easier to just not be responsible. I mean, even the seasons are starting to change, too. Have you noticed oh, that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Winter's leaving earlier. Spring is coming later. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 we've messed it up. And then you have idiots like in Congress who, who like bring a snowball in, into Congress and like, there's no global climate. Look, I brought a snowball from outside. No, you idiot. That does weather and climate change have, <laughs> have nothing to do with each other in that one sense. They, they don't understand the difference between weather and climate change. Yeah. It, it's just sad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's really sad. It's pretty bad. I, I, I do want to ask you a question though. Um, getting off this topic, I just want your opinion on something, and then I'll drop it. Okay. Um, with the Democrats and the election, how do you feel about Biden running for, for president? I haven't really been keeping up with him too much lately. Last time I did keep up with him, um, I thought he was an interesting candidate. I thought what he stood for at that time was interesting. Um, what is he really speaking about now? Like I haven't really been keeping up with him too much re recently. Dude, that's a whole other conversation. Really? Way, yeah, it's way too deep. I just want to say this one thing. For me, uh, I'm against Biden running. I think that him running will will take the focus off Bernie, and we won't get Bernie for president. And to me, we need a, a, a president who's willing to do drastic changes to get us this country on the right path and moving forward. And it would be great to see another change in American history where we had our first black president. Now we could have our first Jewish president. Also. So Bernie is running again. He is running again. I didn't think he was going to run again. Listen, if you have Biden and Bernie on a ticket together, that's unstoppable. I'll vote for that. Now here's another question. And I know we're jumping into a different topic. What are the chances of Trump getting reelected realistically in your opinion? Honestly, I think it's good. And I hate to say that. Oh, I really, really despise wow. saying that. I really hate hearing you say that. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because uh, historically, presidents who run for a second term get elected. Oh. One. Two, and I, I believe me, this, this fucking turns my stomach, the fact that I'm saying this. And it's not because I support Trump. I think he's the biggest fucking idiot we've ever had in office. Um, and secondly, he's divided this country up so much that people don't want to admit when they're wrong and because they don't want to admit that they're wrong they'll vote for him again even if they don't like him i really hope that trump does not get reelected. seriously i mean i'm looking forward to his you know term coming to an end because i'm like hey he caused a lot of damage at least it's almost over but if i got to deal with more years of this guy in office i, I just don't know what else he's going to do to screw up this country he has screwed, us, screwed up this country so much. We were heading towards an era where um, racism was becoming less and less and less and less. Not that it was gone, because whoever said it was gone is ignorant. 
but it was becoming someone who's being racist a younger person was not normal you'd be like what the fuck is wrong with this guy um uh and the, uh, the older generations who held on to that to that you know to that bias um i, I just kind of think that um you know he's he's woken that up and i think he'll say anything to get elected you know like he'll talk to the christian groups and he goes yeah the bible that i read every day you know in corinthians 2 uh and it's no it's called second corinthians um yeah you know Corinthians 2. i'm serious he said that he said look it up he said that he said Corinthians 2? Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? And here's me? the thing. Like, if you look at his history, okay, let, let, let's, look at, let's look at Barack, okay? The only president to have zero scandals. Zero. You know, uh, and he had a lot of problems in Congress and all this stuff. And I, I, me personally, personally, because 100% racist. And then what they did to him. And secondly, you look at Trump, who is a known cheater, right? has three ex-wives, I don't know how many kids, has affairs with porn stars and, and Playboy Playmates, and who admits to, uh, to sexually assaulting women, um, and all these other things, you know? Like, he does this, and they're like, oh, well, that's okay for him, you know? The truth of the matter is, if Barack Obama did that, they would have a fucking field day with him. The bottom line is, if your politics, right... Um, says it's okay for a president to do all those things. You're not a Republican. You're a racist. Okay. And you need to admit it. And, um, and the rest of us need to wake up and realize it. You know, politics have literally gone down the race line and it's sad. We should be past that. Okay. I don't listen to me. I don't care if it's a Muslim president. I don't care if it's a Hindi president. I don't care if it's a Buddhist president, but be a real president. Think about the people first. Don't think about yourself. You're a fucking millionaire. You're a fucking liar. You say, oh, I'm the greatest businessman ever. You lost a billion dollars in the 80s. Okay. You're not a good businessman. Okay. He <laughs> don't believe me. Look it up. He lost a billion dollars in the 80s. Wall Street Journal did the research. We need to go back to the days where a president wasn't saying, I have I have the best people. I have a really big, smart brain. No, you don't, brother. No, you don't. We need to go back to where this country didn't have a president that's going on Twitter, trying to get Twitter police to chase down accounts that don't agree with his ways, that chase down accounts that talk about him in ways that he doesn't agree with. It's a free country. You're the president. You should know that. It's a free country. If you want to post whatever the hell you want to post on Twitter, post it. As long as you're not, as long as you're not up there saying, oh, hey, I'm going to go take a bomb to a school and blow it up tomorrow. Listen. As long as you're not saying that. The way I think is you're a president. You should not be using Twitter. That's what I'm saying. Every if you are using it, no, it's fine because Barack did it. But if you're using it, no, no, no. It, Barack don't did, use no. it in that way. Barack did it a very different way. Barack did not use it to cause fighting and did not use it to criticize people. He he said what he thought was best for the country. And that's what a president, a president needs to be above pettiness. You know what I'm trying to say? 
Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. And, and like every president has a library. You know what his library is going to be? A bunch of screens going, oh, let's look at his 50 million tweets. The, the bottom line is the bottom line is he's a crook. He's a thief. He was caught lying. He was caught with his hands in the cookie jar. He was caught colluding. Um, and he's trying to block all this information out there. Oh, he doesn't even want to show his tax returns because guaranteed there's something dirty in there. Or he's or he's talking about or it's flat out says that he's lying, that he's not a billionaire. And on that note, we're going to head into our recommendations, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I only meant to say one thing about the Bernie thing, and then we just went into a tangent. I'm sorry. Hey, that's my fault. You know what? But it was it was a good tangent. It was it was what needed to be said. That's one of the reasons why I like doing the show, because I feel like I get to voice my opinion on just things about everything, you know, whether it's politics, whether it's gaming, whether it's film. Sometimes we go on our tangents, but you know what? I know that's what you guys are here for. So, yeah, it's what we do. Um, all right, so our recommendations. I'm going to start off recommendations. Mine is a little different. Um, I don't have a recommendation for a film. I don't have a recommendation for a game or anything. My, I'm recommending people to be more positive in life. I feel like a lot of us, we get so stressed out with work, kids, school, and just whatever. And I feel like a lot of us don't give enough time on being positive. And I feel like if we can be more positive, even in a negative situation, it might actually help us out a little bit more. And me, I've been trying to take that advice a little more lately myself, um, just trying to look at things going on in my life and try to be more positive about it and try to find ways to make it better instead of being so quick to be down about everything in my life. So that's my recommendation to people. I'm going to comment one thing on that. Then I'm talking about my recommendation. And that it's for that exact reason why I stopped being Catholic. Um, I started working with Native or Native American organizations in college. And then I would speak to the elders and we would talk about life in general and everything else. And they, they literally told me, he goes, your point of views aren't very Christian. Your point of views are more like us. And I explored more and more of Native American religions and shamanism and everything else. And the first rule of shamanism, well, there's actually two rules. One is do no harm. In other words, leave the earth better than the way you left it every day. Um, and two, if you cannot follow the rules of the religion, you cannot call yourself of that religion. So I try to follow it every day and I try to make the world a better place than I left it yesterday, no matter what it is. Um, but that's my little thing. Uh, uh, the second thing is my recommendation is a YouTube channel called good, bad flicks. Um, this guy has 220,000 views. In my opinion, he should have a mi- uh, followers, subscribers. He should have a million. This guy takes these old movies that almost nobody's ever heard of. And um, he does reviews on them and he does backgrounds on them and things like that. Like there's this movie called, let me see if I can find it, Private Resort. It is a terrible movie and it has Johnny Depp in it. In one of his first films. Um, He did um, the movie Ben, which was about mice. Uh, what makes Ben so famous is Michael Jackson when he was young did a did a song about it. Remember Ben, the two of us should blah blah blah. It came it came from that movie, um, and he's done like Hitman, Agent Forty Seven, um, you know Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. He did he did uh, if you're into horror movies, there's a lot of horror movies. He does Silent Light, Deadly Night, you know, like a lot of interesting movies and. 
he he puts it in i think they're about like between 10 and 20 minutes long um but he just you know like like he um he shows you all these movies that you've either forgotten about or you never knew about and you know you get to watch them and you find out about how they're made and it's just really 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 interesting he did a couple of movies i saw as a kid too i don't even remember but i saw it you know through his stuff and it's really good i think it's, it's worth a watch it's called good bad flicks you can find it on youtube i think it's absolutely worth a watch and it's very bingeable nice awesome sounds good all right guys that's gonna be it for j house radio episode 11 hopefully you guys had a lot of fun listening to us uh rant and rave about politics at the end of the show but you know we're very we're very passionate about that stuff so it's gonna happen yeah um and use the recycle bin people (laughs) use the recycling please help save the planet so that way way we can have more episodes (laughs) exactly (laughs) so you have anything you want to leave with the people today before we head out los um here's the part where i usually say business stuff um don't forget, uh, if you can, please help us out on Patreon. Even uh, uh, even if you can only do a dollar a month, it helps keep the lights on. Uh, we love doing the show. We love to bring it to you. And we're adding more and more things to our, um, to our um, perks. Patreon. Perks on Patreon. Yeah. Our perks on Patreon. Um, our tiers. There we go. Thank you. Tiers. Our tiers on Patreon. We are currently, well, I'm currently working on some designs for a t-shirt, which I'm going to bring to KJ. And we might actually add that to some of our tiers. Um, and we might give it away to a couple listeners. And don't forget our contest. Uh, first, oh, we're going to randomly pick someone to do our first 50 comments. They're going to give out a $50 gift certificate. Uh, other than that, yeah, that's it. All business. Sounds good. Um, so we're just going to call this like the business section from now on. So I'm just going to say, hey, Lowe's, give the business. That works <laughs> for me. That all works for me. <laughs> Um, another thing to add to the business, we're, I'm, I, I didn't talk to Los about it yet, but I'm thinking about working on a Discord channel. I don't know if you heard of that, Los. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't heard of it. Discord. It's like a text uh, audio channel. Basically, it's a good way to kind of interact with your listeners and like your community and things like that. I'll send you a video to kind of give you more of a detailed information about that. But for anybody who knows about Discord, um, I'm thinking about starting a, a Discord channel pretty soon. Um, other than that, that's going to be it for today. Um, you guys stay healthy, be safe, recycle, and we'll catch you guys next time. Later. <laughs>